in the moments we may get stuck. It only takes one person to nudge us onto that path we're really meant to be on. One person. Sometimes we don't even realize we're supposed to move on. And other times we are knowingly stuck and at a loss of what to do. I call that person an angel drop. Hola, chicas. I'm Consuelo Crosby, born with both sides of my brain fighting for attention. Structural engineer and creative. Mother and mentor, center of any spontaneous fiesta, if I've had my morning latte. I give it all to being a first-generation Peruvian badass chica. So grateful you're here today, wanting to shed that armor, relax into your truth, pick up your salsa step, tune out what's getting to you, and be lifted from goddesses of generations past that taught us to live life large and out loud. Because we're not blending in. Life links. Knowledge you didn't even know you had to be the badass chica you were born to be. Hola, chicas. So happy to have you here with me this week. One of the last few episodes of what has been a roller coaster of a year. It's been great and unbelievable all at the same time. It feels like we may be on an uptick as the year ends, but we're not going to say anything. Stay quiet. Don't want to jinx the new year. Totally use that superstition a lot. No jinxing. Have you been taking in some of the hilarious memes that are closing out the year? There's one that sums up these last two years so perfectly. It's helping me finally exhale and embrace some lightheartedness again. It says, do you realize that 2022 is two weeks away, but we are still processing 2019, which is now almost three years away. How did that even happen? Hopefully, the last two years have been all of our nightmares compressed into just one long one, and we are free to skip happy for a while into this next year. In all that time, it has been imperative to have had somewhat two-legged or four-legged or winged, physical or virtual alongside us to ease the apprehension and isolation. And as we go into this winter right now, we're still feeling it. Do you feel it? Okay, Omicron, come on in, but you better not be that bad guest that wrecks my house. Come in, stay a while, leave. Be nice. We are human creatures, and regardless of our tendencies, we still need contact, understanding, and unconditional love. It makes us feel more confident to do bold things when we feel supported by someone, when we feel someone's by our side. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. In the moments we may get stuck, it only takes one person to nudge us onto that path we're really meant to be on. One person. Sometimes we don't even realize we're supposed to move on. And other times we are knowingly stuck and at a loss of what to do. This happens throughout life because thankfully, we have so many opportunities to move on to different paths and try different things and free ourselves 
to move from one to the other. So who was that one person for you who set you on another path? Were you helped onto a path that you may not have taken alone if it weren't for that one person? Decision-making is a pretty typical yet lonely path. Just one more of the human condition where sometimes we either find ourselves alone with it, literally, or we just don't feel confident in those around us helping us make the decisions. From the beginning, we all have stories to share of feeling like we just didn't fit in. We didn't fit into our family or school or the group of friends that we're in. Before we can make decisions for ourselves, they were made for us. Depending where everyone was in their lives, your parents, your friends, even your teachers, you were being influenced by them and vice versa. You were either feeling great about your situation or what the F about it. But hopefully by now, you had a little time to reflect on who you really are. And you can embrace your whole self. Not just the easy parts, but those prickly pieces too. Ones that make you hesitate or cringe or totally flip out. But if they're there, then there's a reason for them, even if it's just to acknowledge that it's what makes you different and unique. Still, you can find yourself in tricky situations that you didn't anticipate. Situations where you are alone, without your core people. Perhaps the only one of your identity because you're one of the first that got through. Or maybe the only one of your age because you took that fast career track. Or maybe you're just starting over. Regardless, it's unnerving to be the only one without someone who can empathize with you, especially when it comes to decision-making. Even the most base decisions in our lives have always been made with others. I don't know if it's because We don't want to take ownership for the decision, or we just feel better being part of something bigger. Simple things like, where do you want to go out? Or which outfit do you like better? Questions that you aren't personally attached to are definitely easier to ask. But questions that seem to reflect who you are, those you tend to rely on someone who you identify with. You probably tend to trust them, that they can empathize with where you're coming from. And so you don't feel judged by their response. It makes it easier to ask for help. I love seeing more and more women rise into leadership, become founders, create groups to support each other, and be out there present and in mass. The journey is less isolating, and it normalizes the idea of women in power for those creating their own path. Encouragement, empathy, and just a shoulder to cry in can be the answer for those moments of uncertainty. These keep us upright and facing forward and ready to take on a bigger sense of our life than if we were doing it alone. It's like hiking on an incline. Step by step, and feeling good about the progress. We're just going to go through this. 
And then you come around a bend and there's this scary wall to scale. And you're like, what? What do you do? It's so tempting to reassess when the big challenge comes up. Even in a group. Do you turn around? Proud of your accomplishment, but saying, mm, I think we've had enough. Do you rest and think about it for a while? Like, mm, what should we do? Who's feeling what? Do you collectively help each other to the top and just go for it? All the options are valid and relevant depending where you are on the path, especially if you don't know what's at the top of the wall. Talk about hesitation. I'm sure you've been here. We get stuck in that moment, almost frozen, not knowing what to do. There's just too many options. That self-doubt may creep in. Having others around you in that moment really will soften the decision-making, even if the decision is to take the more difficult route. You know what this feels like. You can do amazing things when you have your core people around you. But sometimes, you still need that one person who knows you better than you know yourself in that moment. The person who knows when it's fear or doubt that's making you hesitate. They stand steadfast in pointing you in the right direction and they won't let you back down. The beauty is that they won't leave your side either. Just because they put you on your path, they have no expectations and no demands. Instead, they stay nearby in case you need them, not hovering, but always within reach. And still, you can go even further when you have the one who randomly appears and puts you on the path that you're meant to be on. Someone who has no skin in the game, and so they can point you towards success on your terms. The funny thing is, you don't go looking for them. They come to you. In the midst of your every common day, in the middle of your struggle, someone will walk into the moment and have the answer you were looking for. More than a mentor, less than a parent, I call them an angel drop. Angel drops are ordinary people. They just happen into your life as if the universe put them there for a specific reason. How often have you known what to do, but you still hesitated? You thought it was right for you, but you just wanted to be sure before you put it in motion, right? That's where we can all get stuck for a moment. It's in that moment that we need those angel drops. The sudden appearance of someone completely random who's going to give you the reassurance you need. It's reassurance you are seeking rather than an answer. You already had the answer. We needed this the most in the pandemic when we were confined to our own spaces and disconnected from people, from our dear friends and family who we readily rely on, and from the random stranger who may offer something completely unexpected and valuable. The disconnect with people during a time of huge unknown was really a double whammy. 
we were so unprepared for this huge disruption because we hadn't experienced anything like this in our past or even stories from other generations. So here you had this disconnect with people and you have this confinement in our own spaces. This left us alone in our decision making without any reassurance. Binge watching rose to an all time high, followed by sweatpants and Peloton. Thankfully, this year, Apple came out with a new series on their Fitness Plus platform. It's a walking series called Time to Walk. And this will give you reason to binge walk instead of binge watch. And you'll feel so much better. Now, this isn't just a gentler version of Peloton, though. Time to walk is 30 minutes of walking with one of your friends who's been through a really difficult time. These friends just happen to be celebrities or royals, but in those 30 minutes, they share their common struggles that make you feel you aren't alone with yours. I listened to Cynthia Riva last week, and she shared her quandary as a youth. Cynthia is a brilliant musical performer who won so many awards an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony, for her performance in The Color Purple, and then later received accolades of nominations for her role in the movie Harriet. Now, no spoiler here for The Walk, but Cynthia shares her turmoil of feeling like she was on the wrong path while she was at university, so she's still a teenager and feels compelled to go in a different direction. She chooses to step off, And during that time, she has no role model, no mentor, and she's making this choice alone, which is really compelling. But it was her angel drop, her random person, who would put her on a path that matched her gift with her success. It only took that one person, one woman, to give Cynthia the faith to just go for it. I feel like I didn't have enough angel drops early on in my life. Or maybe I just wasn't paying attention or listening. Some instances would have been true life changers if I had only had the one person who would have stood with me. Still, I had some amazing angel drops who spontaneously stepped in and changed my course, gave me the reassurance I needed. In high school, I had set my sights on being a record album artist. I know I've told you this, but it's really important. I loved walking into record stores and flipping through the stacks, never really considering the artists as much, but more the beauty of the covers. So I started off year one in art class, planning to take art all four years. By the third year... It was mechanical drawing and drafting, which wasn't really high on my list because I had grown up watching the engineers at my parents' corporation doing this as a job. So to me, this was work. This wasn't art. But in order for me to take art in the fourth year, I had to take this class, and that was really a bummer. I said, okay, I'm just going to get it over with because... I was expecting I'd have the same teacher for the last two years, which was this great woman, a young woman by the name of Ms. Kip. I don't know if Ms. Kip's still out there, but if you are, God bless you. 
We learned so much from her. She really taught us camaraderie, how to appreciate each other, and give compliments on each other's artwork in class, because you're all in it together. You cannot criticize other people's projects when you're the next in line to be critiqued, right? It teaches you to be compassionate and kind. So the first day of class, I'm walking right into the same art room that we always go into, and she's walking out. And I say, hey, Miss Kip, where are you going? Class is going to start. She said, oh, no, I'm not teaching the class. You have a different teacher. Hmm. Sirens going off. Okay. And we part ways and I walk inside. Now, this room is really long. And as I glance down this long room, trying to find a chair at a table, I realize there are 30 guys and me, just as the bell rings. Now it's 16. Ugh. <laughs> I turn right around and walk out the door only to be blocked by Ms. Kip, who I guess understood what was happening because she had just left that room. And I said, excuse me, I am not taking this class. And she just looked at me and said, yes, you're going to take that class. Now, I was a dorky girl. Other girls may have loved the idea. They might have thought it would have been fun to be flirting and loving the focus. Not me. No way. Too much attention. But without any more discussion, Miss Kip turns me around, puts her hands on my back, and guides me into the classroom. Sits me down at the table closest to the teacher, and I could just feel my cheeks burning. This was like when my mom stood me in front of our dinner table with all the boys staring at us and declared, We're going to buy your sister her first bra. Oh, everyone was so excited. No. It was mortifying. This is the same sensation. Can you imagine? I felt like a five-year-old starting kindergarten. Ugh. I couldn't lift my head to acknowledge my worst fear that all these guys would be laughing at me. For a dorky girl in the 70s who loved science and overalls, this was my worst nightmare. But, as it turned out, having Miss Kibb push me gently into my fear was one of the best angel drops of my life. I would not have put myself into a situation that was ten times as bad as being home with all brothers. And so I would have totally missed this life lesson. Actually, two life lessons relative to these young men. Regardless of the numbers, everyone was a little afraid. In one regard, I'd learned the guys felt really vulnerable because the class was going to be demanding. You can't have abstract, do-whatever-you-want mechanical drawing or nothing could be built. Each drawing had to be really precise. So even though there were 30 of them, 
they were more at ease with talking about my situation than focusing on theirs. It would prove to be my first real band of brothers, and gratefully, there would be more. Now, I use that term endearingly, but it's really in reference to an emotional World War II book written by Stephen Ambrose about the severity endured by this airborne unit. But in the smallest sense, nothing to do with what they went through in the war, having a band of brothers is when I feel like the guys have my back, that they're looking out for me like I'm one of them. I felt totally at peace. I felt safe amongst this big group of guys, realizing that instead of making me feel like an outsider, I was being included. And the new teacher, Mr. Como, well, he had never taught before. He was a contractor that was helping the school develop this class, and he felt just as awkward and vulnerable as the rest of us. And the beauty of that man is he admitted it to 31 teenagers at the risk of being ridiculed. But he taught us something amazingly important that I've held to this day. We learn to let our guard down, put aside our worries, and feel safe in a very awkward situation. In that moment of vulnerability, we trusted him. If he's scared and we're scared, then we're in this all together. So, in an act of reciprocity, in giving back to him, we tried so hard to learn with him so that he felt good about his first teaching job and we felt good about what we were doing. It was a win-win situation. It was such a sobering moment. If it weren't for Ms. Kip leading me into that situation, a situation I was ready to bolt from and never look back, I wouldn't have fallen in love with using drafting to create my buildings. This took me into structural engineering, totally prepared for both the love of buildings and being the only female. And when I consider the scenarios of what could have happened, either in avoiding the class or having a bad experience in a class, I realize how lucky I was. If I had been my stubborn self, I would have missed it entirely. And if I hadn't opened up, to the realization of how everyone else was feeling, that I would not have gotten through it. But then maybe it wasn't luck. Maybe it was courage to listen to the universe and let it lead me to where I would be successful. One of the happiest moments so far is thinking about how I affected so many people through my engineering getting the vision of what they wanted and putting it down in real terms, having it built into reality. It's really amazing. And the big bonus is being part of some really iconic buildings. I cherish having worked on the Oracle flagship headquarters in Redwood City and the building at 7th and Figueroa in downtown LA. That high rise is in so many movies and it's the backdrop of the nightly news. I love this, and I feel so very fortunate for all of it, 
for the guys, for the new teacher, for my own teacher who knew to push me back into that class. And for me not being so stubborn and just rolling with it. It's funny where the universe takes you if you just let go. It's definitely not an easy thing to do. And each of us relies on something different to make that decision. That decision to just let go. If you caught last week's episode, Can Superstition and Faith Coexist? It highlights faith as the moment of letting go. When you set yourself free of all that causes struggle. Sometimes it takes getting into a really bad situation. And sometimes it's just a quick, joyful leap. In most cases, the one who showed up in your life and reassured you to move forward, that's where you put your faith, where you chose to let go and follow their lead. It wasn't because you knew they had the right answer. It was because you trusted them and you took that leap. It's so important. And too often, we are so caught up in our own journey that we don't consider what others are going through. If you think about it, if you're experiencing this typical situation, this common human condition, then don't you think others are as well? Let's take some time here to consider this. Let's get prepped for thinking of others when we walk out our doors today, because you too can be someone's angel drop. You may be the person they need in the moment that could change their life. I want to take a moment to focus on a painful realization of this year. Something that absolutely stunned me into disbelief, and I ask you all to join in to help heal this tragedy. This was published by the CDC here in the U.S. just last week. During 2021, the attempted suicide rate of young girls ages 12 to 17 years old rose 51% during the summer compared to the year before. 51%. This is absolutely heart-wrenching. According to the Journal of the American Medical Association in Pediatrics, the rise in attempted suicide was correlated with the isolation and disconnect from social peer groups created by the pandemic. During this period, screen time rose to almost eight hours a day. And that's not including the time they needed for school and homework. So basically their entire day was being based on the screen because, well, what else is there to do? I get it. Gen Z's off into technology that the rest of us are trying to still figure out. But as interaction with screen time rose, so did the need for human connection. There was no comfort level in going into that screen time. If anything, they felt more and more isolated. And yet, not to be in it was to leave them at home where people didn't understand their world. It is changing that quickly. Without it, young girls were left alone in their own thoughts and concerns and feeling no empathy. 
because you can't understand what you don't know. Technology and the pace that it's moving is making it too difficult to understand and empathize. Although each generation has had its own trauma, this generation of young girls, the Gen Zs, are the only ones that have been forced into sudden isolation. At the most challenging time of life, their teenage years, and left within the confines of homes that may not understand their tech-based worlds. It's isolation times bazillion. We still need human contact. We need empathy and personal involvement. Technology is creating more resource, more accessibility to knowledge and entertainment, but it has not replaced another human. We still need human touch. We need human gathering in person. Life is evolving at lightning speed, but our DNA is not. We have a lifelong responsibility to the next generation to align with them and lead them forward or follow where they want to go. It's really the premise of this podcast to link together Realize each of us comes from a mass of humanity that may have us sharing personalities with the stranger next to us. We are all the same. We have crossed paths in the past because you don't know in your own heritage what happened three generations, four, five, six generations back. You might have crossed paths in your DNA with someone right next to you. So as we close out this year with only two weeks left, let's make a promise to ourselves, to each other, that we'll stay present in the presence of other people. Because, ladies, you may be the one that they need in that moment to set them on their path. It only takes one. You may be the one. You may be their angel drop. Step into your truth, ladies. Ciao. Really appreciate the time you take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out to us at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at Lifelinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva! Viva!